Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, I'm looking forward to today. I can't believe it's a new year. I mean, literally, it just it seems like the years fly by faster with each passing year. Probably age that, that contributes to that. But not only is this a new year, this is a new decade. This is a new decade. And the question that God has really been kind of just speaking to me is the question I really want to ask us today. And the question is this, what are you going to do with this new decade? What are you going to do with it? Is it more of the same for you? Are you going to continue to do the same things you've been doing, or is this a new future for you? Along with this new decade, what are you going to do? Is this the year where we're actually going to take the limits off? That's right. Is this the year we're actually going to reach our potential? I don't know if any of you have ever heard of a man by the name of Larry Walters. Larry Walters was a truck driver um, who really had this desire to be a, a pilot in the Air Force, but poor eyesight did not allow that, so he became a truck driver. And in 1982, he decided to live out his lifelong dream of flying. And so Larry, you have, this is a true story. Larry went and bought 42 eight-foot helium or weather balloons and he filled them with helium and then he put his plan together and he got home and he strapped sandbags to an aluminum uh, lawn chair that he bought at Sears Roebuck and he strapped those saddlebags those sandbags to those chairs and then he tied these 42 balloons on this chair he went inside he made himself a couple of sandwiches he Got himself a couple of Miller Lights, probably started on those before the plan ever got together. <laughs> and he got a pellet gun, a pistol, and he put it in his pocket. He went and he sat down in the chair and he, as he got himself situated, oh, another thing he took with him was a parachute. And he's got himself situated in the chair and then he began to cut away at the sandbags. And his plan was, his thought was that he would go to about 30 feet in the air and kind of chill out above his own yard and just kind of come back down. And the plan with the pellet gun was to shoot out the balloon so it would slow his descent and he would just come down slowly. Well, so check it out. So Larry cuts the sandbags away and he explodes into the air. He doesn't go 30 feet. He doesn't go 100. He doesn't go 1,000. He finally stops going higher at 16,000 feet. At this point, Larry began to panic. I don't know about you, but I would probably start panicking in this moment. And so he does not, he does not pull out the pellet gun. He's like, I'm not shooting the balloons down now. now. To make matters worse, Larry actually starts floating and he floats into LAX airspace. And he now has pilots that are radioing the tower. And all of them, they said, all of them said the same thing. You're not going to believe it. I just saw 
a man in a lawn chair with a handgun. Can you imagine? Larry's still panicking, looks over, loses his glasses, and thinks, I've got to do something about this. So he actually begins to shoot down the balloons, and he slowly begins to descend. To make matters worse, as he's getting close to earth, getting close to the ground again, he, he gets his contraption caught in some power lines. And he said, and, he said or, and, and when he did, it knocked out power for 20 miles in L.A. He finally got himself untangled. And when his feet touched the ground, you can guess that there were some police officers waiting for him. They arrested him and they asked him, Larry, why are you doing this? He said, a man can't just sit around. <laughs> Today what I want to do is I want to take the sandbags off your life. Today what I want to do is I want to take off the limits and help you reach your potential in 2020. And I'll tell you, I'm excited, not only for this new year, but I'm excited about this decade. And, and I don't know that I've ever been, that I've ever really thought of a new decade. I don't know if I've ever really thought of that. Hey, this is a new, a new decade. I don't know if I'm thinking that I'm excited about this new decade because I have less decades in front of me than I have at other times in my life. I don't know if I'm excited about this new decade because honestly, the 2010s, there were some days and some weeks and some months and some years in there I'd like to forget. Or I don't know if I'm excited about this new decade because God has stirred something fresh and new in me like I haven't felt in quite some time. All I know is I'm excited for this new decade. And just as our songs this morning declared, I'm dancing on the grave. I'm declaring victory. I'm believing for breakthrough in my life, in my family, in this church, in your family, in your life. And I believe this year and in this decade, we're going to see things like we haven't experienced. Next week, I'm going to kick off a brand new series that will really steer us for the entire year. And I'm going to begin to share with you my heart for Destiny Church. I'm going to begin to cast some fresh vision of some things that God has been showing me. It's crazy as I begin to really begin to wrap my mind around 2020. And God really began to bring clarity to me. He actually started speaking to me in March of 2019 about 2020. I just didn't know he was speaking to me about a new decade. I just thought he was speaking to me for that day. And next week at both campuses, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start talking about vision 2020. We'll start talking about a fresh vision for Destiny Church in this year and the next decade. But not only are we going to start talking about vision for this church, but I want to start talking to you about your vision. I want to start talking to you about vision for your life. I want to start talking to you about your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, your plans. But before I start talking about vision, I want to offer up a challenge today. I know a lot of people in this room have already made some New Year's resolutions, some plans. Josh's is to get skinny. Again, I bet that's been a declaration, a New Year's resolution a few times in the past. But here's some stats 
on New Year's resolutions. I've shared some of these with you in the past, but did you know that by the end of January, 40% of all New Year's resolutions are already gone? By February 15th, 75% of all New Year's resolutions have already failed. The University of Scranton actually just did a study, and they found that in a year, only 8% of all New Year's resolutions make it for a full year. Only 8%. When I read that, I thought, you know what? I have to admit, there's not been a whole lot of years in the past decade where I've been in that 8% where my resolution made it from January 1st to December 31st. And my list of resolutions, my list of dreams and goals throughout the years could go on and on. I was thinking about them this week. I've written down enough goals. I've written down enough dreams, enough plans, enough resolutions, enough strategies, and enough ideas that I haven't even started. I'll tell you, for one reason or another, I've never taken the sandbag, in essence, off of some of those dreams and goals. I really think I could probably fill an entire three-ring binder with enough sheets of paper with all my strategies and dreams and goals that I've not started. And here's what I've discovered, and I want to begin to challenge you with this. Just because I put a plan on paper... Or just because I put something in my calendar that this is what I'm going to do throughout the day. Or just because I'm excited about something. Or just because we talk. Or just because we strategize. Listen to me. It doesn't mean squat until we do something with it. It doesn't mean squat. You see, many times in life our challenge is, let me say it this way. Many times the reason we fail is not because of understanding. Or many times the reason we fail is not because of knowing what to do. Really, it's because we don't do. You see, there's oftentimes a tremendous gap between our knowledge and our doing. I said again, many times there's a tremendous gap between our understanding, between our knowing what we want to do and what we need to do than our doing. And as 2019 started coming to a close, as it started wrapping up and God really started speaking to me, I began to realize this has been a problem in my life. There's been many things I've put on paper, many plans, dreams, and goals that I've never done anything with. And so this year, 2020, this next decade, I've decided I'm going to do something. And I came up with my own personal motto for 2020, and it's unlike anything I've had for my own life in the past. My motto for 2020 is, now I do. Now I do. And this will make sense as we dive into this message, but it stems from a conversation that Tosh and I had this week back and forth via text And a quote I recently read from Walt Disney that says this, The way to get started is to quit talking and to start doing. You know, Walt Disney was a dreamer. But not only was Walt Disney a dreamer, Walt Disney was a doer. I think the problem with many of us in the church today, I think the problem with many of us in life today is we have a lot of dreams, but we never do. And what I want to do today is I want to help you not only dream, but I want to help you do. Let's pray. 
Father, I come before you and I ask that you speak through me today like never before. God, I really believe that you've given me a message to kick off a decade. I pray that all of us today would take this message to heart. And that you would do something so deep in us today that when we look back, this message would be a message for all of us that shaped us and shaped a decade. Give us clarity of thought and clarity of speech today, Jesus. Give us all ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. We have several key verses that we're going to use this year. And I want to share with you one of our key verses. I'm not going to read it today. I just kind of want to put it on your radar. And I want you to read this verse, this set of verses. Sometime this week, you've heard me reference these verses. But they're Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. I really want to encourage you to read all of Acts chapter 2. But I really want you, this week, if you would, read Acts 2, 42 through 47. And in 2020, what the Lord really started speaking to me about for our church is that we would be the church. That we would be the church. And in order to be the church, I believe we have to look back at the church in its purest form. I believe we have to look back, and and that is the church of Acts. And one thing I've discovered about the, the New Testament church that began to take shape and begin to come to life in the book of Acts is they were a church who did. Listen to me. The church of Acts was a church of Acts. What do you mean? They were a church of action. They did things. As we go through the message today, I really want you to think about this thought. If 2020 is going to be different, if this decade is really going to be different and, and better and not more of the same, listen to me, write this down in your own brain or on a piece of paper. What areas of my life do I need to act? What areas of my life do I need to stop talking And start doing. Winston Churchill said this. You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. You see, all of us, when we talk about changes that we want to make in our life, when we make New Year's resolutions, when we dream or when we strategize, one of the things I've discovered is we oftentimes get distracted and we never reach our destination. And we've got good intentions I mean, there's nobody in this room that knows you better than you. There's nobody in this room that knows what you, now your spouse might tell you they know you and they know what you need to change, but there's nobody in this room that knows you like you know you, and there's nobody that knows the areas of your life that you need to change. So when you set out to make some changes, we have good intentions. I know at least for me, when I think through areas of my life that I want to change, I have good intentions, I have good reason, but I have good and I have good ideas. But in essence, what I've discovered is all too often in my life, I stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. And I don't reach my destination. And in 2020, I don't know about you, but I'm done throwing stones. I'm done talking. I'm done dreaming about my dreams. I'm ready to do. I'm ready to act. And so today's message is for all of you in this room who are like me that say, you know what, Pastor, I'm done just talking. I'm ready to do. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you two questions that I want you to ask yourself. 
as we kick off 2020. And then I'm also at the very end of this message going to give you two practical things you can do that can, you can start today. The first question I want to ask you is this. The first question I want you to ask yourself, write this down. Where does God want me to stop talking and start doing? It's our first question of 2020. Where does God want me to stop talking and start doing? Where does God want me to stop making excuses and begin to act? What areas of my life does God want to be different in 2020? Where have I been distracted? Where have I been throwing stones that I shouldn't be throwing stones? I really want you to think about this today. What does God want? Please hear me. Not just what you want for you. But what does God want? What's God's plan for you? What's God's dream for you? And here's the deal. Many of us, many of us in this room, we know what God wants. We just haven't done it yet. You've planned. You've strategized. You've strategized this thing to death. You've written in enough journals to fill an entire bookshelf about your plan and about your dreams. Here's what I, some of you could probably teach a master class on the very thing that you want to change in your life. You just haven't done it yet. You're a master at it. You just haven't taken a step. You haven't acted. You haven't done it yet. What does God want you to do in 2020? What do you believe that God wants to be different in your life this year? It could be an attitude. It could be an addiction. It could be a habit. It could be in simply taking a step of faith. It could be in moving. It could be in changing careers. It could be in your spiritual disciplines. It could be in your marriage. It could be in your family. What does God want you to do? And this is a homework assignment. I actually do want you to go home this week, and I want you to get out a piece of paper, and I want you to begin to write down the things that God wants you to do. And I want you to begin to strategize it, but I don't want you just to leave it on paper, and then 2020 closes, and that's all that it is. is I got it on paper, and I want you to do something with it. What does God want you to do this year? What does God want me to stop talking about and start doing? Write it down then do something about it. Don't let 2020 close with you doing nothing more than writing it down. I'm challenging you on this first Sunday of 2020. I don't know how many of you have New Year's resolutions. Josh asked you guys earlier, nobody raised hands. Maybe we're the least dreaming church in the world. Or maybe we're all, we've all already failed, you know? I don't know. It's January 5th. Here's the deal. If you've already failed, that's okay. Listen, January 1st is just a date on a calendar. Today we reset our calendar. Today's a fresh start. Listen to me. If you don't catch anything else, here's what I'm trying to do today. I'm trying to align our hearts with God's desires for us. And then when we know what God wants us to change, we need to begin to make those changes. What areas of my life does God want me to do some work on in 2020? What areas of my life does God want me to stop talking and start doing.
Question number two. Why does God want this area of my life to be different? Not only what does God want, why? Why does God want this area of my life to be different in 2020? Here's what I've discovered in my life. When I connect the spiritual why with the what, there's power and motivation to accomplish the what. When I connect the why with the what, there's power. Why does God want this to be different in my life? Not just God's mean and he wants me to have no fun. Why does God want this to be different in my life? For me, a big one I've been thinking through is why does God want Chad Blancet to be in better shape? Why does God want me to be a better husband? For all of us in this room, why does God want us to get our finances under control? Why would God want you to join a life group? Think about the why. Why does God want you to forgive your family? Why does God want you to forgive a sibling or a parent? Why does God want you to be more consistent in your spiritual disciplines in 2020? Why does God want you to read your Bible, to pray, to journal, to fast? Remember, we kick off fasting today. Why does God want me to take a step of faith in 2020? Why does God want me to faithfully attend church? What's the why behind the what? Let me give you just a couple of examples. Here's one, here's one for me. I've really, I've really thought through this. Why does God... I want to be in better shape, but why has God been challenging me to get in better shape? 2019, one of the things I discovered is I have high cholesterol. And for the first time in my life, I have high blood pressure. And so I really started looking at my life and really feeling this challenge from God to do something about it. And so I've done something about it, and I've started making changes. But here's the why. Because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But not only that, God has plans for me, and God has a purpose for me, and God has a destiny for me. And my life is not my own. And so if I'm going to accomplish what God wants me to accomplish, if I'm going to have longevity on this earth, guess what? I can't be walking around with a ticking time bomb inside of me because of high blood pressure. I've got to get healthy. I've got to make changes. And I've started making those changes. That's the why behind the why in that area for my life. Why does God want us to be more consistent in our spiritual disciplines? Because when we spend time in prayer and when we spend time in the Word, we become more like Jesus. Why does God want us to be more consistent in our spiritual disciplines? Because it gives us wisdom. When we spend time in the Word, when we spend time in prayer, and when we, when we become consistent in our spiritual disciplines, listen to me. You have marriage problems? Get more consistent in your walk with God. It'll make you a better spouse. Here's the deal. When I spend more time with God, listen, it makes me more generous. It makes me more caring. It makes me more aware of the enemy's tricks and schemes to deceive me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, a, I'm done with the enemy tricking me. So when I spend more time with God, I become more aware of the enemy's desires to trick me, and I also become more aware of God's plans for me. That's the why behind the what. When you connect the spiritual why to the what, there's power and motivation to accomplish the what. Listen, if you're going to stop talking and start doing this year, you have to connect the why and the what. And listen to me. And if God, if what's stirring on the inside of you is a God idea, then nothing in the world should stop it. Listen to me. Let me say it again. 
if what's stirring on the inside of you is from God, nothing should stop it. Why are you allowing it to be stopped? You see, it's time to do. It's time to act. I know this for me, for my family, for this church, for your life. But listen, let me just say this for me. I know that if I'm going to possess the promised land that God has for me, listen to me, I'm going to have to act. I'm going to have to do. I can't stay in Egypt and reach the promised land. I have to take a step. I have to move forward. I have to stop throwing stones at every dog that barks. Same goes for you. I'm gonna, in closing today, what I want to do is I'm going to give you some practical steps here in just a moment. But I want to show you a story from the Old Testament about a guy who God told him to do something. It's a story we've looked at in the past in our church. It's Exodus chapter 4. And what we see here is the Israelites are slaves to Egypt. And, and kind of the Lord just kind of showed me and kind of spoke to me. And this is what a lot of us sound like. The, the children of Israel, guess what? They've been slaves for a lot of years. And they're tired of being slaves. And they're complaining. They didn't like it. They knew that that wasn't what they were supposed to be. They're complaining. In essence, what they're doing is they, started, they wrote in their journal every January 1st, I'm not going to be a slave this year. And then the year closed and they were a slave still. And so God raises up this man by the name of Moses to do something about it. And God chooses Moses to act, to lead the children of Israel to their promised land. And listen, he asked Moses to do something that required him to step out of his comfort zone. If you don't get anything else today, capture this right here. If what's inside of you does not cause you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, it's probably not a God idea. God ideas stretch us. God ideas bring some fear. No, there's no, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. God ideas stretch you and they cause pain. And so Moses, we've looked at it, he immediately starts making some excuses. We're not going to dive into those excuses that Moses made, but I want to look at it, Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, <clears throat> God, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. I'm not now. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. I don't know about you, but man, that sounds familiar to me. God's asked me to do things. And I'm like, God, I know you told me to fill in the blank. Whatever, what is that right now? What is that thing God told you to do? What is it? And you say, but I can't. Or I'm busy. Or I'm not qualified. Or I'm not gifted. Or it's going to cost me too much. It's too scary. What will people think of me? Or some of us, we just have the plain old excuse that just says, God, I don't want to do that. What is it? What is your excuse that's limiting God from doing what he wants to do in your life? Where is God wanting you to act? I love how God responds to Moses in verses 11 and 12. And God said, who do you think made the human mouth? And who makes some mute and some deaf and some sighted and some blind? I love this response right here. Isn't it I, God? But listen to what he says right here. So get going. And that's the challenge for 2020 for us. It's time to get going. In fact, if you want to know the truth, that's the call to all believers. Go. Go into all the world. It's time to go. Now I do. What do I got to stop talking about and start doing? Let's do something. 
this year. So God, God continues. Moses, when you go, I'll be there with you, with your mouth. I'll be right there to teach you what to say. Listen to me today. I don't know what God is stirring in your heart. I do know that if you're listening, he's stirring. But I do know, also know this. If God is stirring something inside you, he's with you. If God is stirring something in you, he's right there with you. And the truth is, if God is for us, who can be against us? Listen, don't let your lack of doing limit a limitless God. Let me ask you, if there is something that God wants to do different in your life in 2020, do you believe that God is going to be there to help you get it accomplished? Or do you think God wants to watch you flop? Let me ask you, let me think about that. If, if God is stirring something inside your heart, do you think that God wants to help you accomplish that? Or do you think that God wants to watch you flop? Please hear me today. As we kick off 2020, I want to challenge you. No more earthly excuses discounting the power of God. It's time to stop talking. It's time to stop strategizing. It's time to stop stalling. It's time to do. So let me give you two quick practical thoughts. Number one is this. Now we do. If you don't like today's message, it's my wife's fault. I said earlier this week, we were chatting back and forth via text and talking about our plans and our dreams and our goals and things we want to accomplish this year that we didn't accomplish last year and that we didn't accomplish the year before. And this is what Tasha texted me back. This is one line of it. And she said, no more talk, no more planning. Now we do. And that hit me square in the chest. As God just really just started kind of messing with me. And he said, that's your motto for the year. Now I, Chad Blancet, do. No excuses. Quit thinking about it. Quit strategizing about it. You're going to think, well, this is, this is like crazy. No more praying about it. You know what God wants you to do, Chad. Do it. And to everyone in this room, to anyone listening online or watching online, I say to you, quit delaying. Quit procrastinating. Go to the gym. Open the door. Reach out to that family member. Join the life group. Start reading your Bible. Take the step of faith. Find a counselor that can help you in your marriage. Be generous. Change careers. I don't know what God's saying to you, but I do know that in 2020, God is saying it's time to take a step of faith. It's time to act. It's time to move. It's time to move forward. Listen, if God has shown you what he wants to do in your life, what are you waiting on? You go and do your part. Now we do. Don't over-spiritualize it. I think this is probably the most important thing I can say to you. Don't over-spiritualize it. Don't just say, don't say, I'm just waiting on the Lord to do whatever. You know what God's told you to do. You've prayed about it enough. You've strategized. God's not going to change his mind. I know some of you, just if I just keep holding out, he won't make me do that. No. If he's asking you to do it, he's not going to change his mind. Can I just say this? Act. If we're going to be the church, let's do it. Let's act. Let's take the steps of faith. Now we do. Listen to me. 
Maybe you're here today and you say, I believe that in 2020, God wants me to take a step of faith. I want you to hear me. This, this is a challenge that God has been saying to me. I'm just waiting for the fear to leave. I believe God wants me to take a step of faith. I'm just waiting for the fear to leave. Can I tell you, if you're trying to do something that God has told you to do and you don't have a little bit of fear, please hear me. You don't need this message. You need therapy. What do you mean by that, Pastor Chad? What do you mean by that? Because listen, all of us have some fears. All of us have some hesitations. All of us have some questions. That's life. The issue is we can't let fear stop us. We can't let fear stop us. So now we do. So Moses told Exodus in 4, 11, and 12, Moses, now's the time to go. And that leads me to my final thought for you today, number two. And this, this one is just as important as number one, now we do. Second practical thing for you today, and this is where faith kicks in. Here's the deal. Our faith has to be bigger than our fear. Number two, we've got to trust God to do the rest. Trust him. Here's what, here's what happened. God said to Moses, hey, Moses, go, and when you go, I will help you, and I will teach you. It's almost like God implied, hey, Moses, I'm not going to help you, and I'm not going to teach you until you take the step. Let me say it again. It's almost like God implied to Moses, hey, I'll help you, and I'll teach you, but I'm not going to help you, and I'm not going to teach you until you take the step of faith. I have a promise for you guys today. A promise from God, and then I want to pray over you. Here's a promise for 2020. Promise for 2021, 2025, 2029, and the rest of your life. Here's a promise. Here's what God says. You do what I told you to do, and I'll do what you're incapable of doing. It's a promise. Here's what I've discovered in my life. In 2020, I, Chad Blancet, can't perform miracles. But I can do my part. And I can take steps of faith toward the one who performs miracles. Let me say it again. I've discovered I can't perform miracles. I can't make things happen. But I can't let that paralyze me and make me keep sitting there and saying I'm waiting on God. No, what I can do is act and I can take steps of faith toward the one who performs miracles. In 2020, what is God saying? It's time to stop talking. It's time to start doing. Let's pray. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.